Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Chapter 146, Section 12. A nun appears to Philip. He sees the secret thoughts of the soul and restores the sick to help. One day, Philip took the opportunity to speak about Caterina de Ricci, that famous holy nun of the Order of St. Dominic, whose life has been written in three volumes by Serafico Razzi of the same order. He began with these words. While she was alive, Caterina appeared to me and then went on to describe her appearance, her manner of speech, her height and complexion, in great detail. Now who could deny that was a miracle? For Philip had never left Rome, and Caterina had never left her community in Prato. The occasion of which he spoke like this was the actual day she died, on the 4th of February that year. Ettore Morio of Calabria came to Rome in February of the same year when he began to confess his sins to Philip. But he was accustomed to keep silent about the violent temptations to impurity which constantly assailed him, as well as about his own negligence in taking steps to avoid them. Philip discerned the young man's habit and the peril his soul was in because of it, and took the opportunity when he was confessing his actual sins, to ask, why do you not accuse yourself of those thoughts of lust and impurity that you have, not to mention your negligence in driving them away? Tell all your sins if you want God to be pleased with you. Ettore was astonished at this, but immediately admitted with deep compunction that he had failed in these matters and assured Philip that he was resolved henceforth to live with greater vigilance. That same year, was it March or April, a priest of our congregation called Prometeo Pellegrini began to suffer from such a dire dysentery that he felt as if his insides were falling out. He was confined to his room and suffered terribly as his pains increased. Philip therefore went to see him and in a jocular manner took hold of the patient's hand, pretending to be concerned about some business of the community. Then he made the sign of the cross with it over the sick man's chest, which filled him with hope. Philip remarked that there was no need to be concerned and promptly left. Within a quarter of an hour, Promoteo realized that all his pain had disappeared and told us about it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, flower of purity, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us.
In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When we go to confession, are we allowed to mention temptations? Yes. Do we have to mention them? Well, no. Confession is primarily instituted for the forgiveness of mortal sins committed after baptism. It's the ordinary means of being reconciled to God after baptism. It's the second plank after the shipwreck of sin. If you lose the first plank, you're drowning. You grab baptism. If you lose that sanctifying grace, we have confession. Okay, but although it's the ordinary means for that, it's also a tremendous means for growing in holiness. St. Philip used to go to confession every day, confessing venial sins. Because by confessing venial sins, we gain great self-knowledge, we gain humility, we gain many graces to overcome them, we gain peace and consolation of heart. But we can also bring to the confessional temptations. Especially if we're struggling in a certain area, before we fall, we should go to confession and say, Bless me, Father, if I have sinned, I haven't fallen yet into the sin, but I'm really tempted. And then we mention the temptation. And I want to renew my contrition for my past sins of this type. Do you mean you can confess past sins? You can. It's a little trick. Why? Because the proximate matter of confession what the what the sacrament really works on uses to pour out god's mercy is contrition and even if we have a new act of contrition for a past sin already forgiven that can be sufficient for confession now if you're troubled by something if you're becoming scrupulous seeing evil where there's no evil then one should not go back over and re-mention something. If you think you're not really forgiven, that's not a good reason to mention it. But in terms of overcoming certain sins at certain times in one's life, mentioning, renewing contrition for them, especially in a time of temptation, and mentioning to the priest this struggle, and even mentioning generally every now and then the state of your soul, the basic inclinations you have, the tempt main temptations you have, because in those temptations, there's often some kind of insight that one can have about how to struggle against them and what's happening. And so when St. Philip encouraged this young man tonight to mention his violent temptations of impurity, he wasn't doing anything wrong. And in fact, often when these violent temptations are there, very strong temptations, temptations you don't really want, there may be no sin at all. There could be a small sin of consent. But by mentioning them, you're also practicing humility. You're practicing, we are practicing distrust of self. You're practicing trust in God, that you're looking to the Lord and to the sacraments for your spiritual strength to overcome them. And so this young man, Atore, was also negligent. See, he's suffering these temptations, and then he was negligent in fighting them. And that's partly why he didn't want to mention them, because he kind of liked them. 
They are, according to one priest, the dear occasions of sin. You know, we say in confession, act of contrition, to avoid the near occasions. That is, I want to avoid the places that I'm that would be close to sinning. I'll avoid those. Okay, if I if I always get drunk when I go to a certain restaurant, well, avoid that restaurant. Then that's the near occasion. But sometimes children in confession they they mix that up and they they say, bless you, they I confess, I'm very sorry, and I will avoid the dear occasions of sin. And sometimes a priest will smile because because well Many of these occasions are dear to us. We like them a lot. And that's what this young man tonight, he was negligent because they were dear to him. He liked them. And so tonight we ponder the very beginning of the spiritual life, that is conversion from mortal sin. And then we see also the height of the spiritual life. We see Catharina de Ricci, this profound nun who was canonized in the 1700s, who was a friend of St. Philip, but a friend from afar. They used to have some kind of strange spiritual conversations. She would appear to him. And it's very likely that she appeared to him because she needed advice. She would talk to him and he would talk to her and he gave her advice. So whether we are at the very beginning of our conversion or whether we're like Father Pellegrini who was cured of his dysentery, or whether it were the heights of sanctity, like St. Catherine of Dorici. We all need advice from time to time. We all need the sacrament of confession. We all need the gift of the priesthood, spiritual fatherhood. So tonight, let us pray for the grace to be humble. Let us be, pray for the grace to be docile, to be truthful, the worst thing we can do, especially in matters of purity, is to keep things bottled up and not tell someone. We need to get it out. Whatever it is you're struggling with in that area, no matter the tension, don't be too embarrassed. Doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Doesn't matter what it is. If you think, oh, no one else is like this. No one else has this. I couldn't possibly mention it. No, baloney. That is, that is the worst thing. I wish I could use a four-letter word now. That's bad. Don't keep it bottled up. That's what St. Philip teaches us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.